BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. We've got another wonderful show in store for you. I just want to um, start off my show by giving some thanks. I really want to give thanks um, to a couple of groups of people. First, of course, to all of the frontline healthcare workers who are working in the hospitals uh, around the country and around the globe that are helping uh, to do the best they can in this environment and what we're having to deal with. Uh, my, my heart and prayers go out to all of you. Uh, some of you, uh, I know personally, many of you I don't. Um, and uh, your sacrifice and your, your hard work and effort is greatly, greatly appreciated. I also want to really give a shout out and thanks to all the people who are staying home, who are taking this seriously enough and are uh, doing the right thing to protect themselves, to protect their community, to protect the people around them, and to help to stop the spread of what we're having to deal with right now. Uh, because this, this disease is extremely contagious. It is something that we really do need to take seriously. And I know it's difficult. It's difficult for me. Believe me, I am working from home. I have a great apartment. Uh, I have a beautiful view out of my windows, and when it's a nice, bright, sunny day, today's not so sunny. Today's kind of cloudy here in New York City. But when I have those beautiful days, and I just keep thinking to myself, oh, I would love just to go out and be in the park and, 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 and you know, just walk around a bit. But I know that that's not the best thing. You know, even though anytime I go out, I'm wearing gloves, I'm wearing a mask. Um, you know, I've been doing that from even uh, before they they told, said in New York City that you have to have a mask before going out. Um, you know, my I, I just feel that it makes sense and it's something that we should be doing just to um, really uh, 
to really just take this whole thing seriously and and to get through this as quickly as possible. And by ignoring it, by being in denial, I've been there. I, I know what that feels like. It's not it's not helpful. It it doesn't help. So I really want to thank the people who are staying home, who are taking this seriously and uh, who are making sacrifices. We're all making sacrifices by being home. Uh, I, I don't think there's anybody that I know who's not making sacrifices right now. So thank you all for taking this seriously and we will get through this. Things will be different on the other side. Um, I like to imagine that in some ways things will be better. They'll be better because this whole experience, I believe, is teaching us all what's truly important in life, uh, what to really value, and and how to really be with ourselves and, and be with others. And so that's why I, my in my imagination, in my uh, greatest uh, dreams, uh, I, I believe that things can and will be better on the other side of this. All right, so let's get started with our quotes of the day from Mike Dooley in the Universe and from Abraham. Let's see what they have for us today, what we can chew into today. So first, from the universe. Avoid gray areas. There, the path to safety is guarded by the lies of maybe, sometimes, and I don't know. There is a truth. There is a way. Life is absolute and its principles exacting. If you put it out there, it has to come back. Ask and it must be revealed. Think, speak, and move with your desires and nothing will ever be the same. Tally-ho, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley and universe. This one's a, a little bit different than I think most of our quotes from the universe first have been. And I think what the universe is really trying to let us know today is that there are certain absolute laws that govern all that we experience. And that when we really come from our hearts, when we really focus on what it is that we want, when we really align with it in our thoughts, in our actions, in our emotions, in our feelings, that we cannot help but be drawn closer and closer to what it is that we want, that we are moving towards. And so this idea of maybe, I don't know, sometimes, kind of, sort of, you know, they're, they're what are known as equivocations, right? They're saying that, well, I don't really believe in the universe. I don't really believe that these things happen. So I don't really know and I'm not really going to put my heart and soul into it. And what happens is when we do that, when we're in a way not fully committed to our dreams, we totally take the energy away from them and then they definitely won't come about. When we don't put our energy towards something, then it, it cannot, it cannot happen. 
So I think the universe is just trying to remind us that if we have a desire for something, if we have a dream, if we have a goal, we have it for a reason. And that when we line up with that goal, and in some ways I personally truly believe that it almost doesn't matter if we reach that goal, I'm not saying that we won't. Again, it's all up to us. But it's about the journey to the goal. It's about where we have to go and strive to the, and the person we have to become to get to that goal. The goal is secondary. The goal is almost insignificant. The, 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 the dream it's about giving us something that just makes us feel so good, that makes us feel positive, that makes us feel alive. That then when we step out into the world, when we move forward, when we have to deal with all the little day-to-day challenges and, and issues that come up, it, the, those feelings of... of you know, a feeling like what it is like to imagine achieving that, that feeling is what really is most important. Will it come? Absolutely. When we believe in it, when we align with it, when we don't say, I don't know, kind of, sort of, maybe, but when we say this, this is my dream. This is my goal. This is my vision for myself, for my life, for those I love, for the people around me. That is what most important. So wonderful quote for the universe, a little bit of a reminder and a wake up call for us. I think it's very important. All right, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Illness or pain is just an extension of negative emotion. When you are no longer feeling any resistance to it, it is a non-issue. Abraham. Hmm, very interesting quote for this time. And this is one that Abraham uh, talks about every now and then. And uh, this is the way I heard Abraham explain it once. It's like if you have a headache, right? And if you focus on the fact that you have a headache, what happens? You feel that headache even more because you're aligning with it. You're you're, you're moving towards that headache because you're paying so much attention to it. But what happens to that headache if you start working on something and you get really focused on this other thing and you stop paying attention to the headache? It's like you forget you have a headache And suddenly, the headache isn't even noticeable. It's not even there. So what Abraham is saying here is that when we feel pain, when there's some dis-ease in our body, it's an extension of some kind of negative emotion. And there's an amazing doctor, Dr. Gabor Mate, who who wrote a book... um, the title something with body in it um and and in this book he did all this research where he found that depending on 
what kind of environment you grew up in, what kind of emotional environment you grew up in, and how you dealt with those emotions, he could predict after going through thousands and thousands of case studies, what kind of illness you might come down with. And that if someone had a particular form, let's just say of cancer, that almost always they were in an emotional environment that was of a certain kind, of a certain nature. So holding on to these feelings, these emotions, these energies, they get stuck in our body. And again, anyone who's listened to the show knows that I'm a big believer that everything is energy first. It's energy first. And if it's a, and if it gets stuck and we hold on to it and it stays there and we give it more energy and more emotion, it gets denser and denser and denser and denser until it manifests into something. And when that energy is some negative I don't want to say negative, but a low vibration emotion like anger, sadness, depression, guilt, shame. If it gets so lodged in our feelings and our emotions and our energetic body over years and years and years, if we keep feeding it and feeding it and feeding it instead of resolving it, instead of releasing it, instead of allowing ourselves to feel that feeling and, and work on it and shift and change it and love ourselves more and be with ourselves more. If we don't do those kinds of things to release the energy that gets denser and denser and denser, and then suddenly we have a condition. We have a bunch of symptoms. We, we have some dis-ease, some out-of-alignment physical condition that is that we now have to deal with, that now becomes a physical challenge for us. So that is why Abraham says when we have no longer any resistance to it, it's like when we don't have any resistance to anger, the anger goes away. When we don't have any resistance to these feelings that maybe we've held within us since we were little kids of being bullied or being shamed or being abused or being uh, traumatized when we do the deep work, when we work on ourselves, when we look at these energetic patterns that we've held on to our own life that don't serve us anymore, that maybe served us in the past and helped us to survive when we were young, but as adults no longer really help us in our day-to-day -day interactions when we release that when we no longer resist it and we just know that it's part of ourselves when we love it when we embrace it when we recognize it and say you know that's me and it's okay and I'm a human being and I'm not in that condition, I'm not in that state anymore. I don't need to have that energy control me. I no longer put it down. I no longer ignore it. I'm no longer unaware of it. I now shine the light on it. 
and the light I shine on it is my love for myself, for what I've been through, for all I've experienced, and I'm still here, and I'm still standing. And it's okay. And yeah, sometimes I don't feel so good. And yeah, sometimes it sucks. And yes, sometimes it's difficult. But I no longer... I no longer resist it. I know it's part of me. And suddenly, when we drop that resistance, when we stop pushing against it, even unconsciously, We release it. And if we clean ourselves, as the Hawaiian kahunas talk about cleaning ourselves energetically over and over again, that almost any kind of resistance, any kind of illness, any kind of pain we're feeling, we can let go of it. And I've witnessed this, and it doesn't have to take a long time. It can happen like that. I do this healing modality. I call it neutrality point therapy. And I've seen where in one session of working with someone where they had so many different symptoms and pains and misalignments. And as I support them in becoming more neutral to what the underlying energetic cause is, the pain just drops away. It's amazing. I am still amazed by it every single time. And whether I do the sessions in person or virtually, now everything is virtual. By supporting somebody in becoming neutral to those underlying causes, the symptoms just flow away. The body has an amazing ability to heal itself. We just have to support it and, and give the body what it needs. And what does that need? It's an energetic support. It's releasing those things we've been holding on forever. And you know what? Now that we're all quarantined and we really, unless we're a frontline healthcare worker or an essential business, we're spending a lot more time with ourselves. This is a great time to look at how we feel, at our emotions, at what we're holding on to and process it and let it go. So... Two wonderful, amazing quotes from the universe and from Abraham. Great, wonderful reminders. I hope uh, you enjoyed them. I certainly did. And uh, hopefully, we're going to take a quick break right now, but hopefully when we come back, because uh, he's not on the video yet, so my guest, Ken Foster, who is a fellow talk radio host, uh, is going to be joining us. I'll reach out to him and make sure he's... Uh, aware we're in East Coast time. Um, and when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking all about courage. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time, uh, right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook through my Facebook lives. So everybody, please stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Yeah. 
Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I'm so happy you're all here. I see loyal listeners, William and Patty. Thank you so much week after week showing your support and uh, being here. Um, and also I see uh, uh, Pernell and uh, many others are watching. Uh, we, we share the video all over the place on Facebook, so I don't always see all of the, the different uh, viewers and listeners. So... Um, reached back out to my guest. Uh, he's in California time. I'm in New York time. I, I think it may have gotten confused, but uh, we, of course, will carry on. So uh, this will be another show of me and you. So please, if you have your questions, comments, suggestions, uh, put it in the uh, comment sections of the video. I will promise I will do my best to get to it. So uh, uh, my guest is someone who, whose brand is all about courage. He talks about courage on his show every week, um, which actually is right after my show, but his show is always pre-recorded. My show is always live. Um, so, uh, so, so today's theme, uh, let's talk about courage. Um, and, and this is a time actually when courage is something that will serve us in ways that we need in, in more, um, more than, than many ways that uh, we realize, because it's a scary time, right? Nobody really knows uh, when things are going to get better, um, how long it's going to take before we get back to uh, our daily lives and, and things. Personally, I don't think things will ever be normal, quote unquote, normal again. There's going to be a new normal. Um, but at least getting back to a point where we feel some sense of relief, some sense of, oh, okay, I can breathe now, I can go out, I can talk to people without being worried about getting infected by something. And so we're really having to deal with, I am having to deal with a lot of uncertainty on a day-to-day -day basis. And dealing with uncertainty is something that we as human beings really don't like. And there's an evolutionary reason why that is. Because millions of years ago, when we were nomads wandering the plains of Africa, uncertainty meant there could be a dangerous animal behind the next rock or in the next valley or in the jungle not that far away from us that could attack us and kill us and eat us. So uncertainty was very um, anti-survival for us as a species. So, so when something uncertain would come about, our amygdala, that reptilian part of our brain, would flare up and be danger, danger, danger. Anything that un is uncertain is a danger. Run, run, you know, pump in the adrenaline, get those muscles nice and strong and just sprint. And you're going to need to run as fast as possible so that that dangerous animal doesn't kill you. So there's an evolutionary reason why we respond the way we do to uncertainty. Now, the challenge is our environment is not our environment from a million years ago. Things are completely different. 
not only are they completely different, but society and and evolution and the world we live in has been changing constantly. And the rate of change has been accelerating over the past 20, 30 years. The rate at which change has been increasing has has gone from a, a lot to a phenomenal amount. And that's difficult for our nervous system to deal with, even though it's not necessarily a dangerous thing. In some ways, we need to change and evolve in order to survive. The uncertainty actually serves us because it's teaching us to take better care of our environment, better care of ourselves, better care of our loved ones. It's teaching us how interrelated we are, how how interconnected we are. And especially in today's environment where everything is so uncertain, why is it uncertain? It's uncertain because this, this pandemic happened to show us so blatantly and so in our face that we are completely interconnected, that one person's health can affect everyone's health. And that what happens to one of us happens to all of us. So this uncertainty that we're experiencing, we're not used to it. Yet as we adapt to it, as we drop our old habits and our old thoughts around uncertainty and say, hey, this just no longer serves me. I need to be fluid. I need to be flexible. Then we can ease into this uncertainty without it having to pull us down, without it having to stress us out. Indeed, if if we can really embrace it, we can have fun with it. We can make it something that uh, 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 we can be playful with that we can have a good time with. That when something uncertain happens, it's like great, wonderful. That means there's something different, unexpected coming for me, maybe even something better coming towards me. Now to make that shift and to make that change takes a lot of courage. It takes the courage of facing this very fundamental, ingrained, feeling that anything uncertain is bad for us and saying, wait a minute, is that true? Is uncertainty bad for me? Is there a way for me to turn it on its head and make it something that actually empowers me and lifts me up? I mean, one of the reasons why human beings as a species has been so successful on this planet is our adaptability and our flexibility. We're very adaptable to our environments. Environments change for us. We can, you know, grow up and live in a very cold environment. We can move to a very warm environment. And in the beginning, maybe it's a little uncomfortable, but eventually we adapt and change and then we can thrive in this new environment. So it's one of our strengths. It's one of the reasons why 
we have become the dominant species on the planet. Well, maybe not the dominant. I think <laughs> this pandemic shows us that even a teeny tiny little thing known as a virus can even dominate us. But the uncertainty. Now, look, are there uncertainties that we absolutely should worry about? Like, whether we have it or not. I mean, of course, nobody wants to be in that uncertain place of, I don't know if I'm going to get sick. I don't know if this is going to have that kind of, when it comes to survival, I understand uncertainty and it can be a killer. But there are lots of little uncertainties in our lives and some even bigger ones that if we play with them, if we allow them not to be stressful, but to be curious about them, to have the courage to look at the uncertainty and not judge it as something bad, but to just say, hmm, I don't know what this uncertainty, I don't know where it's going to lead. I don't know what it's all about. That just being curious can take us out of fear can take us out of stress and can at least release that part of it, at least drop the judgment of it, just be curious about the uncertainty and then see where it takes us. And as we have the experience over and over again of being in uncertainty, being curious, not getting stressed about it, but, but being seeing where it takes us and being taken to a place that maybe isn't dangerous, that isn't bad, that isn't dangerous for us, that then we get it in our nervous system that it's okay to be uncertain about things, that we can have a little more courage to face it and it doesn't have to work against us. And what does this all mean? Where does it... Where is this? Where am I going? Where is I'm leading? I'm going to tell you exactly when we come back from this next break because it's that time again. So uh, thank you all for tuning in and, and staying with me on this journey, even though my guest is not here. Hopefully he'll, he'll hop on before the end of the show. So please put in your experiences of uncertainty. Put in your questions around how to deal with uncertainty and how to develop more courage. And I will talk about it. I will answer you and, and we will go on this journey together. I, I, I want this to be a conversation. So please uh, join me in the conversation. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and I'm going to talk about when we experience uncertainty and come through it to the other side, what it really all means for me and hopefully for you. And maybe you can learn something from this. So please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And we will be right back after this. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I really appreciate you all sticking around with me this hour and showing up week after week. I do this to support you, to, to help you, to empower you, to, and, and to 
hopefully maybe even change the way you see some things and 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 shift a perspective shift your way of being in the world to one that is more empowering for you so we're talking all about facing uncertainty today and having the courage to really face the uncertainty that we're all living with today. And William on uh, the Facebook Live says, I like to research about those things and create my own opinion. This gives me the power. Very true, William. You see, when we're uncertain about something, uh, one of the best ways to have, once we're curious about it and we have the courage to face it, is to then get some education, to do our own research, to do something that that really empowers us so that we can make a better decision about something and not just kind of fall into what our nervous system naturally defaults to uh, on this, how to react to this uncertainty and, and, and this traditional thing of, uh, of just fearing uncertainty and being so anxious around uncertainty. Oh, and William says, I am a what if person. What if this happens or what if that happens? And I instantly make decisions on those what ifs that I would think is best. I am at, I am at now ready to plan and go with those choices immediately. Ah, so you like to, so William is basically saying that he likes to uh, see what are the different possibilities and and sort of play with them. And if, if this happens, if this happens, I can do that. If that happens, I can do this. If this happens, I can do that. And that's a great exercise for staying flexible and, and for really adapting to many different possibilities. The, the challenge with that, though, is how many different possibilities are there in any given situation? One, two, ten, twenty. Can we really foresee all of the different possibilities? Probably not. There's probably actually millions of possibilities. So if we can even just play with ourselves and say, well, how many possibilities can I see potentially coming from this uncertainty? Okay, well, maybe I see five or six or seven, and these are the different ways I can see it going, and this is what I might do. But if I can see five or six, there's probably ten times that. Aha. And I believe we are about to, uh, again, roll with our own uncertainty and find some courage. Uh, I believe Ken is about to join us. Ken, are you there? I can hear you fine, Sam. Oops. Um, yeah, I can hear you fine. Ah, great. All right. You made it. Made it. Unfortunately, I don't know what I made. I, <laughs> I had you in my calendar, and then I thought, well, I wonder what this is. And uh, anyway, so... <laughs> uh, your audio is just a little... Yeah, your audio is a little... Your audio is a little choppy, Ken. Um, can you hear me okay? I can hear you, and unfortunately, Yeah, uh, I don't know uh, if it's me or if it's you, but one of us has uh, probably an unstable internet connection. It's me. Okay. All right, so let me, let me I'm going to run through your introduction super quick, and then we're going to get to our main topic, which is 
uh, the courage to change everything. So Ken Foster is a keynote speaker, business strategist, syndicated radio host of Voices of Courage, which is heard on this network also right after my show, which is heard in over 162 countries. He's the best-selling author of seven books and has been featured on hundreds of shows, webinars, TV networks, and he's been on the cover of Triathlon Magazine and many other publications. His new book is called The Courage to Change Everything, which provides proven wealth strategies and success principles to help people stand in their strength, awaken their inner genius, and fast-track their success. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Ken. Thank you so much, Sam. It's great to be here with you. All right. You'll be okay. All right, great. Well, I appreciate it. We'll just run with the uncertainty. I've been talking a little bit about uncertainty. And uh, Ken, if, if you find your internet is too unstable, maybe if you just turn off the audio and we'll just do, turn off the video and we'll just do audio, maybe that, I know with some people that it, it sometimes works better that way. Um, Let's try that. Let's try that. Is that better, Sam? Yeah, I'm hearing you better that way. Okay. Um, so, so real briefly, we've got about five minutes before we go to our next break. Um, how did you become such an, uh, an expert on courage? Because your whole brand is around courage. Your book is called The Courage to Change Everything. Your show is called Voices of Courage. What is it about courage that captivates you so much? Well, courage is a, first of all, uh, comes from the heart. What uh, comes actually the definition uh, come Latin word core, which means to speak one's heart. And so, how did I become an expert in courage? Well, I I think I started out this life as a courageous. In uh, its, uh, I look back at my life about seven eight years ago, and I thought of you know, I have done things that a lot of people haven't done. I thought, why is that? Why why who am I? What what is that aspect? And I myself, oh, it's courage. And I've had a whole life. I think all of us have a sense of courage. But younger, I had an undeveloped sense of courage. And uh, meaning that uh, actually I was a risk taker. I would do a lot of courageous things, but I was out of control. Are you hearing mm. me okay, Sam? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good, Ken. I got you. So you, you okay. were being a little, a little uh, flippant with courage. I was flippant with Chris, and uh, that got me in a lot of trouble. But as I uh, started to mature and started to realize that courage combined with wisdom changes everything. Right. So, and, and this is another bit of that. That's the act around that. So today, going, we're in a time where courage really needs to be there. See, Americans don't like to be uncertain. We don't like to be in a place where we're not in control, that we don't have plans, we know our goals, we know our outcomes. We don't like that. So what uh, to go into the, uh, to the unknown is, takes courage. It takes courage for us to do that. And some of you are there thinking, uh, wow, I need, to I need to do something different. I need to change, but I don't know change. Well, I can say this. The first thing we change is our courage. Mm. You know, I ask a question, uh, maybe you'll ask the question, but I ask a question, this question almost every day. If I were courageous, what, what are the most important things I would say? Mm. If I were courageous, what's the most important three things I would do today? Now, if you ask that question every day, you also have a philosophy like, my, I always do the worst first. 
Uh. Whatever's the biggest challenge. (laughs) I like to do that first, right? If you'll do that, just those two little uh, changes in your life, see, shift in what you imagine. Right, right. So it's kind of like if we can uh, focus on courage, assume we have courage, don't even say we don't have it, but it's like if we assume, okay, if I have courage, what is the most courageous thing? Then we go after that that tough one, that one that we keep avoiding. We just tackle it right away. And I'm assuming if we tackle that one right away, then the second, third, and fourth thing become much easier to do because we've already done the most difficult one. Well, let's think about you know, I, I go to the store and I, uh, I've developed my uh, sense of reading people. I can read people very quickly, um, not only their energy, but also their body movements and their eye contact and how, how they're showing up, how their body stance is. And I have to say that uh, probably 70% of the people are walking around really in fear. I mean, they yeah. are. They've got their masks on. They're worried. They're concerned. You can see it in their eyes. Yeah. Well, you know, the, uh, the bridge between fear and, and um, faith or fear and courage or fear and yeah, faith is courage. It is courage. We have to step into our courage to move out of fear. And what are we fearing? You know, um, you know are we fear, fear? At this point, we're fearing the boogeyman is going to get us or somebody's going to touch us or you're going you're gonna to end up in the hospital or this and that. But. You know, honestly, the statistics are on your side. The chances right. of that happening are, are very, very small. So I think that, you know, it, it's time to really look. And, and I and I have a lot of my clients say, how are you showing up at this time? Are you showing up happy, joyful? Are you in service? Are you in a place where you're optimistic or work out? Are you on the opposite? Now, listen, some people are thinking right now, well, Ken, you don't, you don't understand. I, I just lost my job. Yeah. I don't understand money coming back. Ken, you don't understand that, that uh, my parents are sick right now. Ken, you don't understand my daughter just got sick. Ken, you don't understand we just lost somebody. Well, I don't understand. And I, my heart goes out to you when you're suffering and, and you going tough times. But I also know that I've hit bottom in my life several times. And there's nothing at the bottom but the bottom. There's no joy, there's no happiness, there's no optimism, there's nothing. I'm not saying we don't go through a grieving process and we have to let go of things, saying that go through that grieving process as best as you can, Mm -hmm. and we get to the other side of it. I once grieved a business loss for 10 years. Wow. I spent 10 years of my life, this is my early days, I spent 10 years of my life thinking about what I could have, should have done, could have done. Uh, can you imagine how destructive that was in my life? Sure. So I know today, you know, we lose, um, and, 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 you know, that's part of the life. Mm-hmm. But it, the, what else part of life is how fast we can move through that and get to the other side of it. Now, okay, how Ken, fast we get through it, Sam? Ken, let me, let me stop you there because I just need to take a quick break, and then let's continue when we come back, okay? All righty. All right. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking today with Ken Foster, author of the book, The Courage to Change Anything, Everything, and uh, host of Voices of Courage. And we'll be right back after this.
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, we're talking with Ken Foster, author of the book, The Courage to Change Everything, and host of uh, Voices of Courage, which airs on this network immediately following this show. Um, so, Ken, uh, we're talking about having the courage in this very uncertain time to be more positive, more optimistic, more joyful. Um, what are our obstacles to having more courage that can bring us to that place where we feel we can actually feel more optimistic about life? That's a really great question, Sam. I, I love questions like that. Uh, and, you know, that's individual. Everybody has a little different way to start to experience more courage in their life. Um, well, I'll give you a tool I use with my clients. And I've been uh, yeah, a business strategist, a life coach for over 20, well, how many years now? 26 years. So here's, here, I'll give you a couple tools that really work every time. Number one is um, if you're in fear right now, just take a moment, go get a pen and paper, and on out your fears. Write all of them out. Get them out of your head. Get them on the paper, and then make a conscious choice. Well, first of all, you know, ask yourself, are they real? And some of them, are, you're going to go, yeah, this is really real. I'm, I'm out of money. I, I feel like I, I'm going <clears> to <throat> – I don't know where my next paycheck is going to come. But get them out of your head and then make a choice, a conscious choice, to let those fears go just for the moment. You know, remember, there are certain things you can control and there are certain things you can't control. And if you're worried about future, then and worry and concern and you're, you're out in the future, then you're going to feel that inside your body, right? In the past, like I was in the last segment I told you about, I was regretting. I felt depressed, down, hopeless. If you're in the future, you're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel like, wow, I got to go do good. Listen, the people that really... So people know how to tune in to their own wisdom. And how do we do that? We do that by calming our mind. Isolate, isolation is the price of greatness, is what Vinci told us. And he should know. I look at things yeah. that he invented and recreated, right, for the world. So it's the same thing with you. If you get to spend a little time, quiet your mind, get those fears out of your head, release them. And the other step thing, I have a, I have some success habits that I do and give pass on to you. When I wake up in the morning, when my eyes barely open up, I go to gratitude. I start thinking about what I'm grateful for because I know how I start my day is most likely how I'm going to finish my day. So I start there, and then I said, "Me, I'm a longtime meditator, Sam," mm -hmm. and um, and go quiet my mind, and then I take care of my body. You know, I, I physically I go out and exercise. I put some healthy foods in it. And then I'm then I'm in my day, right? So a lot of successful entrepreneurs are just like we do like to plan, we do like to have success habits. But I have to say there's one other thing that I do. See, I always I'm a warrior and warriors know that something is coming. Hmm. I don't know what it is. My wife's going to request something. <laughs> My business is going to uh, need uh, some more money. I, I don't know what's coming, but it's coming. Right. And here's the thing. A lot of people, it's kind of counterintuitive. You go, well, I don't want to think about what's coming. Yes, you do. You want because what happens is if you realize that something's coming, you can become a, you can step into more awareness. And you can, you know, if, you, if you're aware then, and you're, you, you're aware and you choose to remain calm, you're not acting to what's coming. You're just right. 
that's a pretty cool place to be. So right. wisdom flows through us. Right. So this way, if you're prepared, then you can be more present and more still to it. So then you're not being so reactive. You can be more responsive to what's going on in the moment. And when you are able to be responsive, then you can step into your courage. I do this a lot. I bet you do this a lot. Where we don't know what outcome is going to be. So me and says to me, "Hey, um, I, I, I'm going to have to quit your organization, right?" And in that moment, it you know we might react in a negative way, or we might be glad. I don't know. Maybe the person we didn't want to be. <laughs> but if we can remain calm in that, and then spin to our courage, courage might ask them the question: Well, is there anything I could have done to help you to make this transition easier, or or is there a way that we could work something out? Courage has a voice to it. And when we step into our courage, we're stepping into wisdom. We're stepping into understanding. They go hand in hand. And as a result of that, our lives get better and better. Our businesses get better and better. It's a habit. You know, courage, most people have undeveloped courage. But if you're willing to step into your, this is a great thing to step into courage because we're all Everything's being tested. I don't know what, what's going on for you, but there's probably something going on. Sure. And for me, when something comes into my life and I act in a negative way, first thing I like to do is, is to realize that negative feelings only last 90 seconds. That's what the social scientists tell us, oh. 90 seconds. Anything above that, you know, if you look to our head, now we're rethinking, playing it over and over again. Was maybe you got a resentment from the past, or worry, or fear, or concern, right? So I'm stepping into a place of courage, not, 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 not that, right? right. So anyway, these are just some tips to you. Maybe rethink you're doing your life, um, and. I do have a book out there to help people reprogram their thinking. <laughs> right. I, I, we just have a couple of minutes left. I did want to ask you and give you a chance to talk about the book, The Courage to Change Everything. Uh, what are people going to find in that book and, and why should they be interested in it? Yeah, yeah great. Well, listen, I, I wrote this book because I realized how important it is um, our minds. When I was young, I was uh, I alluded to that. I was out of control with my courage, right? I was very courageous. I took a risk time and I got a lot of challenges, a lot of problems. Now, I needed to rethink, I needed to reprogram my. So I started to read books, think a rich. I started reading the Bhagavad Gita. I started mm. reading um, anything I could get my hands on that would help me to understand the mind, the psyche, and how to reprogram our... Yep. Over the decades, I've put, I put together uh, a lot of understanding, a lot of wisdom about how to do that. And I put it into this book. So I put it into this book in a way that no matter what level of achievement you may be, I've had to merge your mind in daily astute wisdom. Mm. And courageous strategies and time principles, you can rebind what's possible for you. 
fact, you can attain your natural state of greatness. That's what I call So this book is written in such a way that uh, we're all not so busy right now, which is great. But I did write it so that you could spend 10 minutes a day dripping on your mind, reprogramming your thinking, and then some specific actions. I ask you some specific questions, take specific actions every day. Hmm. Well, imagine what it would be like if you just start. And every day you had a success habit to sit down, read this book. It's called The Coach to Change Everything. Read this book and take specific action every day, 65 days, towards your dreams, towards your goals, towards your, uh, a better relationship, better health, better life. Imagine what that would be for you if you did that. Well, that's why I wrote that book. That's what this book does. The foreword is written by a guy by the name of Stephen M. R. Covey. Um, he he wrote a wonderful book called "The Trust." Was an author who wrote um, uh, what's it, the had seven habits of highly effective, effective people. people, right? Yeah, so uh, I've got some great endorsements in the book, Sam, and uh, the endorsements are there because it's a book that will really help people change their their lives. All right, wonderful. Ken, I know you have to go. Just real quick before you go, what's your website so people can learn more about you? Sure, that that book you can find at uh, CourageToChange.us, CourageToChange.us. And if you want to me, you can go to KenDUster.com or listen to my show right here on uh, on the uh, talk radio New York City. Yep, and yep, and it comes up right after this show and this week. The, your episode is The Courage to Stay Positive in Challenging Times. I guess a perfect follow-up to our conversation. Thank you. A perfect topic. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ken. Listen, thanks so much. You see, we have to have the courage to move forward even in, with Internet challenges, as we all are having these days. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, my loyal listeners, for joining us today and listening, enjoying the show. If you like our conversations, please share us. And, and get the word out. A lot of people need to uh, need that support. Share us with people. Thank you all for tuning in. Stay tuned right here on talkradio.nyc. Ken's show is up next. And if you want to know about all the shows on the network, go to talkradio.nyc and sign up for our newsletter and you'll learn about everything coming up each week. Thank you all for tuning in. Take care. We'll talk to you next week.